This podcast contains explicit content. Let's begin the show by starting it. Hardly focused. This podcast is hardly focused. And it gets significantly more vulgar. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Valentine's Day, happy greeting card holiday, and welcome to Hardly Focused. Uh, that clip I played at the very beginning was the Goo Goo Dolls on Howard Stern in, uh, it's got to be the late 90s, I gotta say it's like 98, 99, uh, while Howard Stern was having the gay dance party. Oh, okay. With about 30 dudes in the studio, uh, including... Uh, Baba Bowie and Jackie and I believe John Stewart was there too and there's a lot of bare ass everywhere uh, and my understanding is that the the Goo Goo Dolls were scheduled to perform on the show and were not told ahead of time what was going to happen so they, they come in studio and there's just uh, about a dozen and a half half naked dudes in there much to their surprise <laughs> Guys, you'll never believe what I got you. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's a uh, it's an important day here on Hardly Focused with Mike Tarara and Jack Gill for the first time in about I'd say ten years. Someone who has uh, not been on this podcast uh, has reappeared making his first appearance uh, on this show since we changed the name from Talk Radio Meltdown to Hardly Focused, uh, the man that we call Skippy. Hello, gents. Good to see you guys again. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's a, it it <laughs> has been probably close to a, about a decade since the last time we were in that fateful room. I'd say... That was the, that was the parents' basement room right there. So it's been a while. 
yeah, yeah. a dank a dank basement a dank dark cold basement uh, i'd say either late 2011 or like early 2012 i th- uh, honestly it might be more like nine years i'm gonna say 2012 but i also like to round up so um i i want to begin that's why it's two inch cock six inches that's why i tell the ladies <laughs> um i want to begin uh skippy uh in, in all sincerity you know in the last um few episodes of this podcast we've been talking a lot about um accountability uh and um you know looking back at people who who do and and say dumb crap uh and whether or not they actually show any accountability for their actions and uh skippy to you i sincerely owe uh, you an apology because about 10 years ago uh i was a dick i was an angry angry young man for the record i'm still pretty angry but uh less young but uh but we're older now (laughs) exactly yeah we've i i've i like to think i've grown up i've certainly uh watched you grow up from a from a young whippersnapper into a responsible adult uh but in all sincerity i you know i i will admit i was a a a jerk to you and quite honestly a lot of people way back in the day so uh here we are though i mean the fact that we're both in this room virtually together again you know we've we've kept in touch over the years so um and, and i'm happy to have you here it's a sign of moving in a direction like the thing that people I don't think take enough credit to. Also, by the way, this is one of those moments where if the webcam is working, you'd see me make the air quotes of responsible because <laughs> still not a hundred percent sure if I fit that responsible word yet, but we're making strides. Like, like you said, like the last time we did anything together related to this was a decade ago. Like you were probably, early 20s i hadn't even hit 20 yet at that point a lot happens between then and now so i got life a happens between I got a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh i i think the last time we did this either i couldn't legally drink it or or it was just on that that cost but i do recall yeah. uh you, you joined us for one of our bar events and uh the owner <laughs> found out that you were not of age and was oh, is that? I can't insane. remember if this is the one I got lost going to or not. No, this was uh, well before that. No, that. <laughs> no, that was the one I still tell that story to this day. And it's I like <laughs> I was just telling Mike, too, before you joined the room that um, had that all happened like five years later, not even five years later, you would have been totally fine. They would have just sent you a check in the mail at the end of the month. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, it, that, it's quite possibly because because it ties into like, as I have a lot of friends and connections that aren't in the Northeast now. Some of them live like on the West Coast or in the Midwest, and sometimes they'll ask me, "Oh, how bad is driving in like Boston?" And I'm like, "Well, let me tell you about this time <laughs> that I got bullied into an underground tunnel." underneath the harbor and couldn't get to a bar to make a an appearance and then had my cell phone battery die so i couldn't call anybody and then didn't have any cash on me so i had to borrow five dollars from a guy at the dunkin donuts at 
like down the street from where the um what's that venue in Boston by um by BU the Paradise. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Pedaled five dollars from that guy so I could pay the toll to get back on the pike to go home because I was just like fuck this i'm out <laughs> i i dude you should have just driven through the you should have just driven through the fast lane i mean worst thing they i didn't done, even think about it worst thing they would have done is send you a, a bill for like the the full amount of the entire uh right pike i think in one direction which honestly isn't that much um, probably is still less than ten dollars <laughs> probably like because that happened to me once i i forgot my like i swapped my transponder and put it in a different car my easy pass and um uh, drove through the the stall and realized I didn't have it, and then I just noticed a charge for like forty bucks because they're like, hey, this is, at the time it was like forty bucks, you know, whatever the New York state line to the Boston, whatever the very last uh, at right, the time, yeah, whatever yeah. the very last uh, stall was. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a much longer story that maybe one day we'll we'll tell related to that. I will say that that event as a whole, though probably yeah you probably did the better thing in going home i wish i didn't just not that. getting there <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare it was a disaster we got fucked over uh we we were we were told it was going to be like a packed house it was quite the opposite there was no internet so how the oh, hell it was choppy as hell yeah no it wasn't even <laughs> choppy there was no internet oh yeah we had to do it yeah uh because we also did a uh phone interview and with with the guy who played Mr. Belding on Saved by the Bell, and that was one of I, I think that is the worst interview we've ever done on this show. Oh yeah, he was trying to he's definitely trying to steer it in one direction. We we're like, nope, nope, not happening. He goes, well, I'm only talking about this. Well, fuck you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that show doesn't exist because then the computer that we oh, recorded it died, to, yeah. it crashed the second the recording ended. Like the hard drive crashed. Like the computer just died. So, uh, the, it may be for the better. The only thing that I remember going well that night, and this is where I really wish we had the recording of it was Mike showing all of the female servers at the bar, like two girls, one cup and goatsy. <laughs> like they didn't know, they didn't know about any of this. And Mike was, Oh, I remember that <laughs> showing them. And they, times. Were, they were getting so grossed out. And that was like oh. the only thing I wish that we had any recording of the rest of the rest of that evening was just a, a just a disaster so i i really wish i could have you know panhandled and found my way home but unfortunately i think i was also everybody's ride so yeah um i remember demick showed up too and uh the, the like he showed up just as like the bar or, or the um the kitchen closed like the bar stayed open <laughs> till two o'clock in the morning but um uh he wasn't able to uh, get any sustenance and he was uh not a happy camper about that i appreciated him coming out but it was just uh, uh on, on the short list of disasters in this podcast's history that was uh, i think number one uh and the the name skippy why why do i call you that <laughs> i really i was remember. actually really really afraid you were gonna ask me this question <laughs> Because, ah, well, because I don't remember for the life of me, it has escaped and I just cannot remember, but I don't think it was something I'm trying to remember if it happened at that class we were in together or if it had to do with that, uh, the GameStop thing. I think it was the class we were in together. Cause that wasn't a name that anyone on this show gave you. That was just the name no. for a long time. I, I only knew you by that name. And now that, now that I'm saying this out loud, I think it, it came from our professor we we know each other for for context 
Skippy and I know each other because we had a uh, college class together. And then uh, that semester, we did another live appearance at a GameStop for one of the annual Call of Duty game launches. Um, We're not used to duty. <laughs> and uh, Skippy was there and he, he joined us because out, out of the... You would think out of the pool of neckbeards that were showing up at uh, a uh, Call of Duty release. I hate Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. You would think I'd recognize some of them, and I think uh, there there were people that recognized us, but the only person I personally recognized was Skippy. So, and then he ended up joining us for the for the show. And I think Mike, that was also the same night. I was going to say that was the that's the infamous night of uh, how fucking stu stupid are you? Yep, where the. Uh, You'll hear it later on because we do have How Fucking Dumb Are You coming up in this episode. I don't actually have the isolated drop in this soundboard. Um, Mike, I think actually the only the only sound drop I have of you in here... Well, no, I have quite a few of uh, you, but I, th this is the most uh, prominent. Ass, 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 fight, 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 ass, 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 ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then Skippy, you're a musician now. Yes, very much so. So you can imagine how cripplingly bored I am in, since we've, you know, as I've alluded to, it is the before times when you could actually like go places and see things. Um, <laughs> that stark drop between being in like three or four bands and playing, you know, anywhere between one and three shows a weekend to everything stops is just like a fucking 18 wheeler hitting a brick wall. That's terrible. But um, you try to take that downtime and like you just write and write and write and write. So hopefully once this all clears up, I'll be back to weekend warrioring some dive bars all over you, the Northeast. You're playing at the Palladium. We did a couple times. Yeah. So um, a band I drummed for in, I think from maybe 2014 to 2015 played the palladium a handful of times, mostly actually exclusively upstairs. Um, we did a couple of those battle for X roaming festival tour things. So there was like one for warp tour, one for rock and shock. And it was just like, let's put 10 local bands on a stage, see who can sell the most tickets and have them come back to play on a Saturday at like two in the afternoon to, six people nice it's basically what those are <laughs> what were but, your, um what are the what are your band's names so i used to drum in the band was called hollow reflections it's kind of like that um vibe being kind of like the newer ish like metalcore sound that like kill switch engage is going for um i did that for a while I played guitar in a dad rock band called Psych Asylum that was writing songs akin to horror movies that were that was really fun to play. That was probably the most quote unquote successful band. I love how you described it as dad rock. Yeah. Well, cuz it cuz it is. It's like there's songs about, you know, like cheating on your significant other and smoking a bunch of pot and getting high and fucking parties and beer and tits and like not as good as Steel Panther, but like we really wanted to be Steel Panther. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, the thing I'm currently running right now is uh, 
another metalcore band called Unanswered. No relation to um, that one Suicide Silence song. But um, that's kind of the same kind of vibe as um, Hollow Reflections was, like early 2000s metalcore, a very melodic kind of not so focused on super duper heavy, but just kind of like songs that make you think but are also super focused on melody. And that's kind of like what I find is like the most enjoyable to write. Nice. Nice. Uh, have you guys tried doing like live streaming or anything? We have, um, everybody in the band is a full-time worker too. So everybody's working Monday through Friday, like maybe 50 hours a week right now. Um, plus a lot of us have family members that are, um, to use the buzzword is like immunocompromised yeah, or like yes. wouldn't wouldn't necessarily see the right side of COVID if they got it. So it's basically just like, okay, we put the big fat pause button on everything. Like we're doing remote writing sessions and people are putting stuff in a Dropbox and we're sharing ideas, but I don't think we'll actually like start doing stuff in person again until maybe at least maybe not all of us, but like some of us have gotten the vaccine at least. Hey, slowly, but surely. I mean, it's happening. I think I saw, oh, yeah. uh, like 2% of the state has already been vaccinated, which is great. Yeah, at least up to here. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. site. Like I, like I said, slowly, but surely, um, before you start recording, we were talking about, I was talking about my missed opportunity at getting, uh, the, the new Xbox series, uh, X and I'm treating the COVID vaccine. Like I'm treating the new Xbox. Um, they are impossible to get. I will get one eventually, but I'll do it when, uh, it is easy to get more readily available. Exactly. When I can waltz right into my local pharmacy and say, get me your finest Xbox. <laughs> So, um, what, what, what's kind of weird to think about is musicians who, you know, they're, they're full-time musicians, their, their income is based entirely off playing shows. Uh, just, it's, it's crazy to think like what they're doing now, like ho hoping that they had savings and nest eggs that they could fall back on. But like, it just, cause for some reason I'm just, you know, anytime like a, a, famous musician shows up in my people you may know list on facebook um i just i take a gamble and i send them a friend request and it's usually a 50 50 uh but a lot of them now are like working like office jobs and actually do it doing the things that they always said that we were never going to do because that's that's what it is now um yeah. so to that point do you think that with the live music industry basically being non-existent right now do you think that uh people are gonna start buying albums again i don't think it's ever gonna i don't think it's ever gonna get back to the point where like people are waiting outside a record store to get copies of like the black album when it came out i don't think you'll ever see that again like just the fact that people are home stuck all the time it sucks but they're streaming they're using spotify they're using apple music they're using pandora and while it's still an idea of like oh we're paying the artists like realistically we've had like and and i'm not trying to 
turn this like this is a bad example, but like we have a combined maybe about five thousand streams on our entire first EP that came out. There's about twelve dollars sitting in the bank from those streams, and that that EP has been out for over a year now. Like you can't live on streams; you have to do something. So most people, at least in the upper echelon of touring musicians have some other kind of side hustle, whether it's like a um, their endorsees are keeping them afloat, they have like guitar companies or pedal companies that they have stake in, or like basically other passion projects, quote unquote, that at least are providing some kind of financial fallback. But like that middle ground of like those dudes who aren't quite super huge that they can just rest on their savings and wait for live music to come back. It's, I can not even begin to fathom the kind of fright that that would put me in just that uncertainty of, are we even going to be able to financially live long enough to gig again? And that's terrifying. (laughs) It reminds me of uh, what you just said. Reminds me of Joe exotic. Never going (laughs) to financially recover from this. No, no. Uh, yeah, I had, um, tickets to tickets, quote unquote, to Jimmy Eat World doing, uh, it wasn't even live streams. It's in the, this is, I think the, what, what bigger bands are going to really have to start doing. Cause I know a lot some of them, especially when the pandemic first started, they were experimenting with this and it was really hit or miss, but I think Jimmy Eat World did it the right way is that they, effectively pre-recorded shows and they it, it, it's kind of like what we do where like everything is recorded live to tape uh, and then it, they fluff it up and post to make it look somewhat theatrical mm. and release that they they launched it at a um at a certain time like they debuted it they sold passes for it and then you get it for like it's available for like three days to watch yeah uh, and they they it sounds like it was successful enough that they're considering doing a second round of this with because uh, they were playing albums front to back. They picked three albums and they did that. And I, they're considering doing a second round of this where they play through more albums of theirs. Uh, now, it's uh, for for that purpose, it's going to wear off at some point because uh, they're they're going to run out of albums to play. But uh, I that's also assuming that by the time that happens they'll actually be able to go out and perform shows again. Yeah. And I think that's something that's going to have to be like carefully precision, precisioned into reality is like, once we have more of this vaccine available, like, okay, such and such a state is at a higher vaccinated rate compared to like bad example, but Texas or something, um, now you have to think about like, where am I more likely if I'm not vaccinated, where can I tour that's safe and where can I tour that's not right. Um, I've seen a big influx in the last, like maybe six or seven months or so of those pre-recorded, almost like concert DVD type limited time event things from a bunch of other pretty decently sized bands. Like I know, um, Trivium did one at one point and then uh, Metallica did like an all acoustic 
limited time event show thing. That's cool. You got to have a gimmick. Yeah. Uh, and you can't just play a normal show with a normal set list because that, nah. uh, I mean, it's kind of like, cause I, I've definitely, I'm going to use taking back Sunday as an example, seeing them well over a dozen times. It kind of gets, it's the excitement of being in the venue and being with other people. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, if you're, you're at home and you're watching like a, a live stream or a pre-recorded thing, it's basically just like watching a band, uh, you know, like a pro shot of a band playing at a festival a few years ago. Like, it's going to mm. be the if if they do something like that once every few months, but they don't do anything special. If it's just a normal quote unquote set, then it's mm-hmm. not going to be worth watching. It's not going to be worth the money if they actually charge for it. You have to do something like play an album front to back or do covers or like Metallica do do uh, acoustic, which is really weird to think about. <laughs> Yeah, I think part of the the reason they did an acoustic two thing was um, I don't know if it was towards the tail end of 2019, um, but there was a point where um, James had gone back into rehab. Oh Jesus! That's for right. a couple months, yeah. um, and they did like a midsummer re-release of I think it was Blackened as like an acoustic song, and I think part of that is like him trying to get his voice back into shape because he sings acoustic stuff at a lower pitch than full on grit stuff. Right. So I think, I think that played into it too, at least for in that case. <laughs> Ironically, St. Anger too is now coming out Oof. having, having uh, been in a rehab, <laughs> the return of the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> you no. see, if you take the snare off, it just sounds completely different. Yeah, I uh, followed a Twitter account that I don't know if it's still active, but it was called uh, the snare drum from St. Anger. And uh, it just every day would just uh, tweet, just ping. (laughs) That was it. That was just it. (laughs) Um, Why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, take a breather and we'll come back we'll talk about uh there's there's one thing in music i want to bring up and then uh i want to get to the uh first dumb viral thing that happened last week speaking of viruses but this is a different kind of viral this is a good viral okay uh stay there we'll be back want to hear the most annoying sound in the world Hardly focused. I've been playing for the first time ever Yoshi's Island, despite baby Mario just being goddamn annoying and not cute in the least. That is a fantastic game. You are listening to Hardly Focused. It still really does trigger PTSD. Yeah, and you and I don't have kids either, so like we don't have to listen to the real. I was gonna say, I, I hear the real thing and I'm able to tune that out now. So you know what you do, Mike? It's simple. When you got your kid who's who's crying and screaming, just throw eggs at it. <laughs> okay. Eggs that you've processed from random shy guys. Yeah. What what do you think I've been doing? <laughs> Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. The Hardly Focused Web Store, featuring Hardly Focused branded shirts, stickers, and face masks. Spend some of your hard-earned money at hardlyfocused.com slash store. 